welcome to Risky Thoughts with Rob and Roy. I'm Rob. And I'm Roy. Hello, fellow thinkers. Okay, so I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, and everyone has like a name for their like listeners. So, you know, I think because our, you know, Risky Thoughts. Risky Thoughts. So, so we're, we're going to call you guys thinkers. You guys are, you know, our, our thinkers. And uh, we're going to think about something today uh, regarding Harry Styles wearing a dress. I know this is old news but me and rob are kind of old people and <laughs> news kind of gets <laughs> we, we, to we us a little on, bit late we catch on a little late in the game no exactly so um yeah like is it good is it bad what we're going to cover in this episode is we're going to kind of give you our take as uh cis gendered males males okay Correct. we just had an interview with one of rob's uh best friends brothers who is um a a gay individual and he lives kind of in Amsterdam. So, and he kind of taught us a good amount about this. We're conservative males, you know, changes to masculinity are tough, you know, and we're going to talk about it because this is kind of where, this is where acceptance of other males displaying these characteristics um, happens, right? You know, it doesn't happen from people just scaring us and punishing us. No, no, we're going to talk, about it in our inner circle and you guys are in a circle and we're going to try to explore that today so once again we're going to talk about harry styles um this kind of idea of masculinity maybe broadening right rather than calling it a very feminine thing i would like to add perhaps this could be a new characteristic uh along with other things you know there's and i'm, I'm kind of throwing this one out there like the even the idea of the simp right like these are characteristics of like males that we're seeing today and uh, uh let's, let's we're going to talk about it and we're going to yeah. see how we can kind of round it off and see how we can end up perhaps accepting it or finding a common ground and you know i'm definitely left-leaning and i'm right-leaning so there's parts of me that don't necessarily want to give up that old world masculine man who's like smoking cigarettes and i'm well, like you know that's that was a dumb thing <laughs> <laughs> and he's always like yelling and fighting and you know guns and all that shit but there's something definitely seductive about it Right. And, you know, like we could even start with like the attraction of it. But, Rob, so, yeah. OK. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, first things first, yeah. to piggyback off our last episode, we are Canadian yes. or two episodes ago, I should say. So we are centered politically more than than the United States is. Some people think of Americans being left or right winged. We don't really fall in that category. We are kind of closer in the middle, which is why, despite our tendencies to be right leaning, we're still relatively centric on the, on the political scale, Absolutely. and so our openness to the left ideas is a lot more. We're a lot more open than the typical right winged or the stereotypical right winged person, right? We're not far right. We're not even close. We're we're pretty much center. Um, but yeah, I think what we need to do in order to go down this discussion of understanding whether or not we think Harry Styles wearing a dress is okay is the new thing for men to do or whatever we have to understand first what masculinity is mm-hmm. and so you know taking my typical approach to anything that requires rational thought i want to start by understanding the definition of masculinity from you and i'll give you my take so obviously since i'm already talking i'll start by telling you what i understand masculinity to be all about and this is also somewhat tied to a previous episode called the boy when we talked about you know, boys growing up to become men and what that looked like. And I think that that is at the core of what it means to be masculine. 
I think masculinity is perceived to be like, as you described, you know, by society standards, that James Dean type of like character who's rough around the edges. He's aggressive. He does shit. He needs to, you know, he gets shit done. And I don't think that that's completely wrong. Right. I think that there's definitely truth in that. Mm -hmm. And I think where I understand the roles of men and women, or I should say the masculine and the feminine comes from a place of history. Everything comes from a place of history. All our understanding of the whole world comes from history. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think historically speaking, the role of the male was always to, you know, produce goods for the family for survival. And that usually was food. Yeah, like right? a provisioner. Yeah, shelter and food. Those were the two basic requirements that a man had to provide in order to be attractive to the female counterpart. And I think that because we're rooted in that history, there's a tendency for us as a culture today to still see those necessities in order for a male to be considered masculine. Right. Now, there's been obviously a huge emergence of this idea of gender fluidity and gender identity being at question and whether or not, you know, a male can actually be female and a female being male. Um, I'm still uncertain on how I feel about that topic in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am a little bit more understanding once you consider the changes of our society today. Like the requirement for a male to be the provider of shelter and food is not the case anymore. Right? We have now evolved into a society in North America anyways, where needs are pretty much always taken care of, and it's about desires and wants. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you can categorize a male, or you can't say that you're masculine because you're providing a desire for something. It's not where we came from. That's not the root of what defined the male role in the the group or in 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 the couple, I guess. Right? I think that because there's opportunity now for females to provide those things to provide shelter to provide food you know women can work women earn a living women are capable of buying their own stuff they don't need men to do it anymore so now you start to dissolve the idea of the masculine and the feminine in these types of roles Mm -hmm. right now we're talking about tens of thousands of years of programming that this is what it means to be masculine this is what it means to be feminine so it's not going to be an easy transition and i get a little flustered when people from the left are just like you know you're 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 a bigot or you're you know you're you're a xenophobic or you're this or you're that look you got to give a little bit of credit to some people who they are you know they perceive the world a certain way and that's partially due to society's influence absolutely but there's also some biological programming there that's been there for a very long time and so it's not easy to just like dismiss or like shut down a person because they see things a certain way yeah. now i personally do think that you know being masculine is not necessarily about what it means to be the quote unquote the man right? right i think that you can still be the man but exude feminine qualities like i don't think you have to be aggressive rough you know like again the very classical western type of stereotypical male yeah. i don't think you need to do that anymore because nowadays first of all earning a living is done so many different ways people who once upon a time would have been outcasted in high school and been called nerds these are people that you never would have viewed as masculine but now some of them are the biggest earners on the planet they are the ones who are able to provide the most yes for their families so now what do you say are they not masculine you know you would have called them like 
losers in high school, but now all of a sudden they have all the power. So are they masculine now? Right. Did they just magically become masculine? No, because masculinity isn't defined anymore by strictly the provisions that you can provide. Right? Masculinity goes beyond that. So with respect to some male wearing a dress, is that something that's considered masculine or feminine? Well, yeah, in today's society's definition... Females wear dresses and males don't wear dresses. That's like the stereotypical understanding of what males and females wear. Right. Is it right or is that the only way? No, I'm not saying that. But I will resolve this by talking about why I believe we initially created these stereotypes. I think that humans or civilization, to, 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 to refer to the conversation we had with my best friend's brother... You know, he talked about this idea of we're putting people in boxes at very young ages. And then if they're not able to fit into that box, it creates a lot of social anxiety. And I don't disagree with that. That is very true. But the reality is, what are you trying to do? Just remove the boxes completely? Well, think about that for a second. We created these boxes for a reason. We are just animals living on a planet in a chaotic universe. And we were basically a species that was put into existence and we had to learn how to deal with the chaos around us. And we had to convert that chaos into some form of order. This is just one of the mechanisms that we use to create order. I'm not saying it's fixed and it has to stay this way. Mm -hmm. But this is where it comes from. So we can't just wake up one day and say, get rid of all the boxes. No, no, no. We can change the box. We can make it a little bigger. But we still need a box. Because otherwise, it goes back into anarchy. We become spe like a species just living in a chaotic world. And we're going to do chaotic things... To survive and we have to be very careful that we don't go we don't go that far to just digress into a place of no order right right so, and kind of this the idea of order i totally uh agree with it and um on like as a not a counterpoint but just to kind of bring up uh this idea of shattering the box like uh during high school if you even dare if you were feminine right as a male like you would get picked on right you would be ousted from the group right and um that definitely comes with certain like mental uh issues precipitating in these individuals right and i definitely think that um where we're going with it is that we're trying to be inclusive um of these men not as females but as men Right. You know, I think that's the key here that um, I would like to see more. I would like my, like fellow brothers to be like, hey, listen, this guy, he's acting this way. And that's part of this grander scheme of masculinity. Right. Like, you know, I, I, it's it's so weird because I'm I'm straight, obviously. And there's obviously this need to protect like your own um kind your own kind per se right but this is what i'm doing i think this is the reality i think it's just like well you know you guys who are gay no come back in you're masculine you know that that's the, obviously the idealistic view that i would want right and it, it, it comes from being more acceptance and understanding like when people are not if they don't know about it and we didn't know about these kind of things as much as we do today it's like there's nothing scary about them there's you know most of the time people uh, even in, in our conversation hopefully it will get because we're going to record it like i think next next week or sometime we're going to yeah, yeah the interview yeah. definitely look forward for that but you know um these guys have 
feminine traits, but they're, I would say that they're still like masculine, you know? Yeah. I, I and you don't, you don't, you don't, there's also nothing. Well, what about, okay, well, hold on a second. Let, let's be very careful here because what about people who are feminine in almost every capacity? Cause like there are males who are homosexual right. who are like, they choose to be more feminine by the definition of femininity today. You know, yeah. and like, th- then what about those people? What about trans? What about people that aren't actually, yeah. you know, they're male, but don't feel that they're male. They're actually feeling that they're female. What about them? Do do they fit into this acceptance category? Of, like, why does it matter? See, th- this is the issue. And mm-hmm. this is where things get complex, because now we're talking about possibly absolving the idea of masculinity and femininity That's completely. Where, and I think, oh man, like I think, yeah, that you, 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 you're, you're going to the place where I want to really explore, you know, like, um can we eliminate these things you know well and this is the question of can you remove the boxes yeah now this particular box about gender perhaps this one now in society today can be removed maybe it's possible right i don't know what the impacts of it would be yeah and i'm not discounting the idea that it could be beneficial right right it's very likely that we will actually help a lot of people who struggle and deal with issues surrounding you know, getting picked on and bullied for their conflict within themselves about identity of their gender. Yeah. We're going to help for sure. Yeah. With the, 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 the anxiety issues that these people will deal with in their life. Absolutely. Does it hurt anybody? Well, I mean, there's some people that would make an argument and be like, well, you're, 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 you're messing with my value structure and the way I see the world. Possibly. But is that discomfort worse than the discomfort of a person who really like deals with, in my opinion, far more serious anxiety issues. Right. And my answer to that question is no. There's no way that the person that like you just can't get around the idea that oh there's there's no gender anymore. Everyone's the same. We're just human. Yeah. I think that that's easier to get over and I think you're not dealing with stress as a function of this. Yeah. Right? And if you are it'll be minor. Right. It's just a matter of adapting to it. Right. You can't adapt to being bullied. You can't adapt no. to being like you know you you, you can that become resilient. serious to it. like psychological damage. That's that correct. bullying is like it's the worst because it, it has to do with this kind of idea of the hierarchy that, you know, we do, that we talk about off air. And it's just, you know, if you're, you want to be part of the hierarchy and if, you know, if you're at the bottom, if you have the most stress, the people at the bottom have the most stress. Like this is like a very commonly studied thing. Like people uh, who are marginalized, people who are low income, like, you know, they're, they have a tendency to die earlier and things like that. So like, definitely I would want to avoid that if we're trying to move towards like this kind of utopia, like, uh, and uh, can we ever get there? I, whatever. The point is, if we want to move towards that, we have to have this kind of, here's a, here's a very interesting thing. Um, females score very high on openness than males males are lower on by statistics by statistics Mm -hmm. they're they're disagreeable but like this openness is exactly what we need like why can't we you know we're putting down these ideas okay so one argument that i hear a lot and i i I tend to agree with it before it's just like in corporations and businesses and like leadership it's like the disagreeable person rises to the top. Like that is like it's a very commonly known thing. But it's just like at the top to the top of what is like the company or you know leadership or some political party. And it's just like uh, and what is that group a part of? It's part of capitalism. Well, so, here here comes the bigger question behind what you're saying now. Right. 
if we were to remove gender completely, right. you weren't a male, I wasn't a male, you know, my wife wasn't a female, whatever, you get the idea. Right. And we let everybody just be called human. Human. And we had this progression that you're describing where all of a sudden what would have previously been defined as a male rise to the top. Right. Would there still be an uprising against them for being in the top positions? Do you understand my question? Oh, 100% if, there would be. So, but, but they're not any different than you. So... It's not like, oh, wh- wh- what are you rebelling against? Are you rebelling against men? Well, they don't exist anymore. There's such a thing as man or right, woman. Right. But if the quote-unquote man was still taking the top-tier positions, right. what would the argument be? Well, right. they wouldn't. you would no longer say you're there because you're a man. Yeah. You would say that, oh, you're there because you're more disagreeable. Yeah. So then, right? like, yeah, no, it's very interesting. And I think, like, I, in a, in a, this is like super speculative, but like in a future world where let's just say we eliminate some of these uh, genders, the genders are very useful because they make things simpler for us to understand and just be like, oh, that's a role model. I want to be like him, right? It, it definitely makes things a lot more complex. But what's wrong with having a role model of a human and I want to be like that human? Why does it have to be, I want to be like that man or that woman? I think. I honestly, in an egalitarian world, that is exactly what, and anybody even listening to this podcast, I feel like we are people who want to grow. So we're not looking at these political things. We're kind of swiping them aside and we're like, we want growth, right? So yeah. when we look at growth, what does it look like? Well, you have part disagreeability and discernment and you have part um, openness, right? The openness allows you to traverse like a very crazy changing environment. You know, just imagine like conservatives, like, the, the planet's dying, right? This, I keep saying this and, you know, two thirds of all species gone, right? And we're still doing things in a certain way. You know, we're not changing direction. Well, this is where this, some people would say like a feminine energy, right? Of being open is absolutely critical for our survival. So if I say it like that, that's putting up this idea of femininity in an, like what we're trying to move away for, from and just praising the idea of openness, Right. So the males and people and programmers and women who started doing computer stuff and creating these programs like they they had they envisioned a world and it was a dream world and they manifested it. We needed that stuff. We needed that creativity. Right. Yeah. Now, that's why I hate to use like male and female. I just like to say for what it is, it's just like creativity and openness is what's going to get us out of this mess. Right. And staying like in the burning building you know, not wanting to let the system go. You can obviously see the result of that. You know what I mean? And yeah. Well, the, the real question though is, Roy, like I understand what you're saying. The problem with change or the problem with being open, and it's not a problem necessarily if it's done correctly. You want to, you definitely want to have the openness to explore new ideas. Right. But you don't want to be open to just jumping into new ideas without considering the implications right and weighing the options yeah and that's where the other side of the spectrum that's where the disagreeable people are actually better yeah because they're able to generally use logic a lot better okay so then okay so right working on phrasing this new type of language it's just like well that's why we need to be able to think right of course and that's why we need we need to be able to rationale and logic we need to have um and the problem that i see in all these movements and you know conservatives versus the left and all that type of stuff is that you know once again we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. like 
there are parts of religion that are very critical. I mean, we don't need all of it, but there's certainly um, ideas like, you know, um, like Jesus Christ, right? You know, like letting your own light shine, focus on you, fo double down on you, and you're going to change the world. This concept changed my life, right? So it's like, once again, the left and right both have really good arguments. The people in society have great arguments, but it's just like, you know, if you start sounding a certain way, it's like, oh, you're a bigot, or oh, man, you're just one of those idealistic. I'm still a vegetarian, by the way, guys, just FYI. So it is going straight. It going pretty well um and you know technically the movement i'm part of which i really don't really care about is like you know i am an ideology to not want to eat meat and to try to save the planet that way it's an ideology you're radical you know what i mean so yeah. at the end of the day it's just you have to we have to try to continually strip away all these like kind of uh labels that society's putting on all of us right and you know there's two main concepts here it's like focus on you and ideas like for these individuals who can't come out that's unfortunate right but like once again the conversation between me and you this and people listening helps to diffuse this so say like you know you're you're cool man like it's fine and yeah but so so then let me ask you a very like i guess a very blunt question in your opinion do you think the idea of having masculine and feminine or masculinity and femininity, do you think they are necessities? And do you think that they exist not as a social construction, but as a part of biology? What like what is your position on the idea of masculinity and femininity? It's that's like a very philosophical question to ask me because I think it's um, is it part of biology? It's just like you know, nature created us. And then we created these ideas. So therefore, it's a part of nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that's the most I'll go into that. I, I, It's very complicated. But could you repeat your question one more time? So in today's day and age, do you think that we still need masculinity and femininity oh. as being defined as those two things independent of each other? In an ideal world, perhaps we don't identify it as that, but to make it simpler for young individuals, like... But what are you making simpler, exactly? This kind of categorization. But why are we categorizing it at all? That's the whole question. Right, because, like, okay, well, tell a two-year-old. Like, explain this to a two-year-old. It wouldn't even be a discussion. You, The idea yeah. of masculine and feminine, the idea of gender, wouldn't even exist. Right. You would never even talk about this. Everything surrounding masculine wouldn't even exist, Period. Yeah. So what you when you say would you what would you tell your two year old? Well, I wouldn't even be mentioning anything about masculinity or femininity because it wouldn't be a thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like this is what, but I guess the difficulty is it's gonna take time to dis if we are going to dissolve masculinity and femininity. Yeah. It will take time because you can't just make people like you and I who grew up understanding what that is. Right. Just completely forget about it. You have to take a little piece of it away every generation Absolutely, that passes. Exactly, and and that, this is the, this is the noise that we're seeing right now, right? We're seeing this kind of chaos in arguments. It's it's actually very important that we have this like disruption. You know, uh, when you hear when you see disruption, people think uh, you know. Uh, people like myself tend to revel in this. It's just like no, 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 this is a good sign. Like we need to see, and it's not the crazy destruction where people are all dying stuff. It's like one marginalized group is you know bringing it up and we're all talking about it right it's not as radical 
as things happening across the planet where people are dying and put in concentration camps and you know if they say something it's like no no we're talking about it right and this is a little bit furry to be like ah like uh, he's wearing a dress it's like well that's because you know we're scared about it a little bit and that's fine it's a, it's the unknown what's change we're, yeah. we're, we're getting into like the unknown and that's transformation as like an entire um population my answer is that and i have to now go into the carl jungian space it's um the masculine and feminine exist within each person right um i have this thing where, and i think i want to try doing this um on airs where i analyze my friends dreams and typically in all of our dreams we always have sometimes a female and a male right so if you're a male uh you're gonna have a female projection right yeah, the and anima the, and the animus the anima and the animus so for males that are kind of constructed like we are cis males i can only speak for myself cisgendered males, I, cisgendered males you know we're gonna have like females in our dreams and we're trying to chase her or we're trying to get her and we're trying to and find that's, a mate. that's the heterosexual part not that you could be cisgendered but not heterosexual so yeah. that's the cisgender heterose- heterosexual male right okay so wow <laughs> see sometimes it's easier to simplify things as maybe female and masculine can be like analogies i don't know like just they, they can be used like analogies just right it's diluting it but it's you know whatever point is is that for a long time in my life uh like I was always the one kind of chasing females, like you know, I'm uh, in the re- in reality, right? And I was trying to like get the attention and trying to get a girlfriend and all that type of stuff, and I was always the one chasing, right? And I was trying to do it in a way where I was like hyper masculine, like, and you, some people would maybe even use the word toxic masculine, but n- not so much with me because I am a very nice guy. Right. But I was trying to always like have the bravado, like, you know, the, the muscles and like trying to keep it, make it look like I am like a physically tough like guy, a tough guy. Yeah. Right. I would, you know, be a little bit grumpy, you know, be a little bit distant. I would use these like, you know, there's a shit, so much shit on the Internet. It's all bullshit, to be honest. It's it's honestly like you're insecure. Um, and when you follow that line of thinking of trying to be the man and stuff like that you're actually going further and further away from uh, the feminine, right? And it's actually so important that you have integrated that feminine energy into yourself. When I started to realize that, hey, Roy, you're a fucking nice guy and you care about things and, you know, you wouldn't hurt a fly. And even though other guys would be like, hey, man, like you're such a, you know, derogatory word. Insert bad word here. Insert yeah. bad word <laughs> there, but has a female, con- you know, connotation to it, right? It And... They would call me a pussy, like legit, you know what I mean? And when I start to actually understand who Roy is and that that is who I am, I gained a lot more confidence. And like within the dream world, the woman is now embracing me. And this is a very common, this is a very spiritual, very, um, there's no science to this, right? But I hear the same thing in all my other male friends when they realize that, hey, listen, man, I'm a nice person and my role in society is critical in bringing people together, right? That gives me confidence. And then female Roy is like, whoa, this is exactly, you're now embracing it. Right. right? So like the, 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 if anyone watched Inception, the movie Inception, they, they talk about, it's not a very great example, but they talk about these projections in the dream, right? Absolutely. They're all projections of you. That's right. And that's right. exactly why in, and just for anyone who doesn't know, Christopher Nolan, who wrote that movie, 
is a big believer and reader of Carl Jung, and that's why you see a lot of Adler, yeah, yeah, too. Carl Jung, you know, Im- imprinted in his movies. So, like those projections, that female that you're talking about in the dream that's embracing you, yeah, is a projection of yourself, and this is exactly what's happening. And and you're right, it's not scientifically been proven or anything like that, mm-hmm. but there's so much to be said about it. And if I think more and more people pay attention to it, and it becomes a more focused point of research, it will reach a point of scientific discovery. But it is very like commonsensical, right? Like you are coming to terms with the feminine within yeah. you. So why wouldn't a feminine projection of you in your dream embrace you? Right. Right. And and it's such a it's a it's a journey, right? And I can now understand how hard the journey is for people who have these kind of um deep down behaviors that they're consistently pushing down or they're scared to talk about uh because mine wasn't so bad it's like okay you're more agreeable you're open you know bosses of mine told me that i was a weak individual because i scored this on the personality test i was a more of a nice guy right i was not a so a quote-unquote uh cutthroat killer cutthroat killer alpha yeah you know what i mean but it's just like what i did was i brought the group together right and we created teams and then his boss's boss was just like, yo, we want exactly what this guy's doing in his, in his, you know, whatever project he's doing. We need everybody to act like this, to have teams, you know, like that are so strong and will come together when they need to and are doing work when they're not being watched. Right. So it's like you have this, that's toxic masculinity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you want to be, and I'm going to say this again, because I've mentioned it again, just to kind of color it in more. It's just like, the real alpha female or male is the one that brings the group together. The one who brings the group together is the alpha, right? So in, in a very, an alpha that can stand the test of time, right? So, and this openness is part of it, right? You know, it, it allows for bonding, allows for uh, deviation from the norms. And, um, but once again, there are certain qualities that my internal brain is seeing as female and male um and i don't know where they are originated from i don't know if they're biological i don't know if they're um constructed but the point is it's like the animal part of my brain is seeing it this way right and perhaps that can change over time and essentially that's called integrating like the female parts of you you know what i mean and then we see it so much in like unfortunately a lot of like music today it's just like hyper feminine hyper masculine and it's like it's really confusing the youth and the, the reality is just like you gotta and honestly it sounds so cliche you have to accept who you are right and what you are and that doesn't necessarily come from what everyone else is telling you you should be right so yeah um, i i fully agree with everything that you've just said and I also want to add to it that, like, look, in order for us to get to a place where there's as minimal, basically, when you're trying to achieve this utopian idea, right. it is this is going to be a very far stretch here, but try to stay with me. The idea of the Buddhist belief system is that the best life to live is living through the middle way. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't want to be on any extreme of any spectrum. You always want to walk the middle. And the more you think about that philosophy and you apply it to this idea of gender, 
if you absolve gender, that's about as middle as you can possibly get, right? And if you apply that to uh, other parts of our life, it basically, there should never be judgment for anything. There should never be a persuasion of left or right. Like, there should always be just existing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the the basis of the belief system, the way that I interpret it anyways. And it's like, you know, I don't think it's necessarily achievable. I do think that you're we, we are just programmed to have a tendency to go one way or the other. But I think our struggle should be to try to get as close to balanced as possible, right? And when we do get to a place that's closer to being balanced, I think there will be less hurt, there will be less pain, but there will also be less joy, right? Like, this is the contrary point of this, is that, like, absolutely, we are always saying that we want to absolve pain and we want to minimize pain and minimize harm, but, you know, the concept of yin and yang is that you can't have joy if you don't have the pain. So, unfortunately, no matter how hard we try, we're always going to have either nothing or you're going to have pain and you're going to have hurt. Right. Uh, and then I just wanted to take a few steps back to a conversation that we were having earlier, well, even part of this discussion that we've had on the recording tonight in, in this podcast episode. The idea of, like, you know, removing boxes and, you know, assuming that we could hypothetically remove the boxes. The unfortunate part is, look, there's always going to be a bottom of the hierarchy and a top of the hierarchy, right? And there's always going to be someone who's going to be hurt and outcasted and shamed and, you know. So let's say that we do solve this problem that we have today that we are defining as a problem to begin with. I would agree that it is a problem. That we have people who are not necessarily fitting in the box specific to this episode topic of masculinity. So we have these males growing up who don't feel as though they're fitting in with the the definition of masculinity in society today and they're being, you know, sort of made fun of for it. Right. Well, okay, let's solve that problem. Well, somebody else is going to bear the brunt of that, you know, misplaced hostility or misdirected hostility. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not someone who's less masculine, perhaps it's someone who's shorter or mm-hmm. maybe someone who's too tall yeah. or maybe someone who's overweight or maybe some... There's going to be something that's going to take the place of right. that. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think just to comment on that, on that is that we are uh, naturally like animal animals right you know we have like this kind of dark side to us like of old house kind of they call it the old factory brain right so like you know and it's very similar to that of other animals right and we consistently have to and the strategy here and it's worked in my life that's all i can really say is that we have to understand that that is part of us and that we need to consistently use that front brain of ours that just got developed a neocortex that gives us consciousness and all that kind of stuff we have to use that to balance you know that's the thing balancing things right you know the reality is like sure man like i want to just gorge on this great food here mm-hmm. like that feeling of you wanting to eat something nice that's not like that's the old brain right if you want to have like sex with some person that's the old brain the expression of it right as being gay or having these weird kinks and stuff like that um that's the artistic expression of things right you know like even for like any like sexual interaction there's 
definitely the animal, but then there's also something that's a little bit more beautiful, like in artistic expression. Now, some people have a very bizarre ones, right? <laughs> like what we were discussing, but at the end of the day, it still needs to be, we, we don't talk about it. So we don't know the rules, yeah, unfortunately. Sure. And we don't, we, we instantly go to shaming that person and we can't bring that person back. That guy gets more, pol- that woman or guy gets more pol- polarized, right? So it's like, we should be able to talk about these things in a mature way. That's, which is one of the issues that we are dealing with here because we're a little bit, we're all just like a bunch of like 13 year old boys and girls. Yeah. And we're just, we pretend that we're more evolved. From we think we're more evolved yeah. with our technology and stuff, but you know, some of us aren't and some of us are trying to have these conversations. And once again, this is, this is the risky thought right here, right? That we can talk about it and it might cause us a little bit of discomfort, but we can gain some sort of enlightenment as per the discussion. Right. Um, I think one thing you were alluding to there was like the consequences of this. Right. So I'm already seeing the consequences of this. It's like, uh, for example, uh, attraction for, because I'm a male, I can only speak to my experience here. Um, and my brothers that I talk to on a daily basis, it's like having these qualities, uh, reduces our attraction. Um, you're saying if you're less masculine, you're less attractive. Absolutely. By societal standards. I, th- I think if it's done wrong, right? So once again, a balanced male with feminine qualities from what I observe actually looks great, you know, looks heroic, right? But because we don't guide people and young men to be more masculine, they, you know, some, for example, they can be very depressed mm-hmm. right i'm not saying that's a feminine quality i'm just saying that like they're depressed that's not attractive right so you know w- once again like having a conversation with these young guys to say hey listen man like you do you do you right like and it's not about getting the girl that's the very key thing here it's not about getting the girl it's about as oddly as it sounds in an analogous way it's about getting the girl inside your head you know <laughs> you know once you get her it's just like you don't need anyone yeah you really don't need anyone. And that's when you become attractive, right? Very fascinating stuff. Like, and, and just being that nice guy who's always quiet and transitioning to who I am today and the, the trials and tribulations of the things I've done wrong, it's just like, yeah, like I don't care if I'm attractive. You know what I mean? As long as you actually love yourself, that's essentially what it is. You have to love yourself and what you are, right? So, so, so let me close this out then by asking you one very quick question. Would you wear a dress? <laughs> <laughs> I like honestly like, and I have to ask you back again. I I would not wear a dress. You know what I mean? Like I don't because I just like there's I would not wear a dress. So I'll answer the same question. <laughs> I will say that I will not for the reasons that I have not. I have been programmed yeah to not believe I will be socially accepted if I wear a dress. Yeah, that's how I'll answer the question. Now, would I wear a dress? For other, like, let's say you're more comfortable. What I that's a that's something in the ass, assessment of whether you make the decision to wear the dress or not. Right. I've never worn a dress. I couldn't tell you if it's more I comfortable tell or not. You, right. But you know, the bottom line is, I think you and I both stand on the same page with that. We would not, for the fact that we would risk social acceptance by being an outlier to the norm. And the odd thing about that is that we're actually not the kind of people to care. Yeah. So it's something to ask ourselves a little deeper. Do we actually care or not? 
And are we making the decision consciously to not wear a dress because we personally don't want to? Oh, man. Don't know. You can't close on that because that's actually extremely a fascinating question. Um, and just to kind of reiterate it uh, to make sure I understand, it's just like, yeah, it is an unknown, right? We don't care what people think of us, but we we do care about what we think of ourselves. Yes. So that means that deeply in us, there is some rooted issue with wearing a dress, which, you know... The great thing about being human is you can choose to keep some doors closed and, you know, it, it doesn't, obviously we're talking about, we're doing one resolution. More. I know guys because we work in construction and we work in all these type of industries where like, you know, this is what they talk about clo- in behind closed doors, right? They're like, oh, you're this and that and you're, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, and, and it's very derogatory in that way. It's just like, I, my confidence is coming from the fact that I can make jokes and talk about these things right you know like they don't scare me right but would i wear a dress it's it's like i said like i would have to figure i have to do a lot more work right and the reality is there's a lot more work i can do in other places to gain more growth right the dress is not it's not a priority in in the in the in the in your head, yeah, it's not part of your um, decision matrix. Let's say exactly. Right. Once I, if I resolve it in my head, definitely, I could definitely wear a dress. I yeah. think I can confidently say that. I don't think it's a it's a hard thing, but it's definitely the statement that got people talking and thinking about it, right? Yeah. So, um, well, listen, let's it let's bring this to a close. Yeah. Um, at some Please. point, we're gonna have to because I know we're <laughs> we're on the on the on the verge of going off onto one of our wild tangents. So I'm gonna I'm gonna close it here. Right. Um. But I think this was a productive conversation. I actually uh, feel like I actually learned something. I feel like I grew through this conversation, which is not typical when we normally do this. Really? Because I feel like we resolve it before we have the call the the the, the podcast episode on air. Right. But today there was something in our conversation. I can't pinpoint what it is, but I will internalize this off air, um, and I'll I'll come back to you as to what exactly it is that I took away from this. But I can feel that I've I've actually learned something here. Yeah, there, definitely. I think that feeling is some form of an enlightenment. You know, what I mean, or on the on the ways of track, or just something. There's something curious about this conversation. That's right. And I hope I hope that all of our listeners, or at least some of our listeners, as we call them, thinkers. Yeah, thinkers um, have. I hope something from this talk has penetrated um, into your head and into your thoughts and hopefully made you think or question something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it has, you know, reach out to us as always on riskythoughts.to on Instagram or at riskythought on Twitter. And uh, I keep saying this in every episode that we're going to have our YouTube content up and ready for you it's guys hard to, guys to, with covid and all that you know it's definitely uh, we gotta make some excuses here yeah it's, and been, we did, it's we, been a challenge we've had like two interviews right we had so just as like a little teaser once again we had an interview with someone who's gay and an interview uh with someone who lost a lot of money through trading yeah and suffered from mental illness and which so is the y- more important part. yeah and that's the main kind of crux here but you know hopefully we're going to go along with those type of interviews you know we we, we, we want to focus on the hurt and the suffering because that's where the true like enlightenment can occur right yeah, it's where the most the growth, growth happens exactly right yeah. so um okay that's another episode thank you so much thinkers have a you good night care. guys thank you <laughs>